I'm Justin. And I'm Kim. Welcome to Cowboys Like Us, the podcast where we talk about Taylor Swift and her music. Yeehaw. Hello. Welcome back to Cowboys Like Us, the only podcast trying to get a constitutional amendment passed, which would force all presidential hopefuls into a televised death match with the winner becoming president. Today, we're talking about Eyes Open from the Hunger Games soundtrack. Uh, But first, got some poll results for you. 15, the people voted and they gave it a seven, which I believe we both did as well. Solid, solid. So, good stuff. Yep. Do you have any other pod business? Social media's coming along. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, follow us there. I don't know. It's slowly but surely looking like zombie Twitter isn't going to be our jazz anymore. So <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? Elon Musk makes it a subscription-based social media. I think we're out. <laughs> Indeed. But that's a problem for another day. Today, it's time for news. Uh, news from around the Taylorverse. First up, the big news of the week. News, 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 news about the vault. Yes, indeed. The 1989 vault was teased this past Saturday, and instructions on how to unlock the vault were reportedly coming soon. And on Tuesday, there were lots of puzzles and cryptic clues starting her instagram crashed and then the swifties broke google the swifties did break google once taylor's instagram came back up there was a post on there with a vault that opened up to reveal in order t s quotation mark exclamation point u quotation mark l the vault then closes up again and it does a little shake yep and people quickly realized that Two words could be spelled from those letters. <laughs> Lust and slut. Also, T.S. is, of course, Taylor's initials. But then what would the rest mean? Those were all things people speculated. Google fixed their puzzle overnight. Madeline did the puzzles. I was asleep. I don't know if you got any. I didn't do any of them. Yep, I was asleep. I let Madeline handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there were 80-something puzzles. Yeah. to do and it took a 33 million combined puzzle completions yeah. to open the vault i do really believe it was 89 puzzles 89 yep. okay that would make sense yep <laughs> yep so she got it by morning and the vault songs were revealed and they are is it over now now that we don't talk say don't go suburban legends and slut exclamation point Slut was not in the Google uh, reveal because it's a naughty word. So Taylor had to tell us that one, but the other four were. I didn't know why it wasn't included. Well, that's my theory at least. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think they confirmed why, but that's, right. I have to assume that's why. Well, I was really confused. I was like, why did they do this one in letters and then the rest in puzzles? And at one point, 
I expressed to Madeline that I thought maybe it was because slut exclamation point in quotations was the the extra vault track that's going to be on the Target exclusive vinyl. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess album. And um, that was proven incorrect, but right. I was so confused as to why they separated it. Yeah, that's my theory. Google didn't want to yell slut at children. Which, that makes sense, though. You know, how dare they? Yeah. I oh. just didn't think about it that way. <laughs> Indeed. Travis Kelsey. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've talked about him. He's a football player for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he has been thirsty for Taylor ever since she played at Arrowhead Stadium, home of the Chiefs. Recently, Travis was asked about the rumors that he and Taylor have been quietly hanging out and he said i know what you writers want to hear and you want to hear more about that and i'm not gonna give you anything travis's brother jason kelsey center for the philadelphia eagles said hold my beer i'm gonna give you everything you want (laughs) was then asked about the rumors and he said first he said i've seen the rumors i cannot comment i don't really know what's going on there i know trav is having fun Then he was asked in a different interview and he said, it's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about Travis's love life. Try to keep his business kind of his business. Stay out of that world. But having said that, man, I think they're doing great. And I think it's all 100% true. And I hope this thing goes a mile. No, I'm joking. I don't know what's happening. A lot of outlets, for some reason, took the 100% true out of context and just reported it as confirmation. But no, it's very clearly not. The audio is available to listen to if anyone in the media would care to. So we still don't know anything. Well, Taylor's team has made a statement and there's nothing going on. That's what they say? There, yeah. There's nothing happening between them. I think Travis is having so much fun with the attention he's getting. The NFL is having fun. And that's Madeline's standpoint. The NFL is just having the best time (laughs) with all of the Taylor Swift jokes and the pegging on Travis. And Jason saying, I think it's all 100% true and I hope this thing goes a mile. He's just fucking with everybody. Right. But yeah, I saw a TikTok where, and I don't remember who the user was, but the person in the TikTok was like, I went to school for media and let me tell you, he didn't tell us anything. He just gave a couple little nuggets that people could run with, and they did. Yeah, and Travis has also said, I believe his most recent quote before Thursday Night Football last night was that he has invited Taylor to come see a game. Mm-hmm. The ball's in her court, and that's all he had to say about it. Yeah, so. I think he's in like a DM or something and said, like, I saw you perform on the big stage now is your turn to come see me perform on the big stage. Yep, see who rocks it harder or whatever, yeah. So maybe Taylor will be spotted at a game. We'll see. We'll see. They don't have to be dating for her to go see a football game. If I got a free ticket, I'd go. Also, like, I think they'd be cool together, but I don't know that she's interested in dating anyone right now. (laughs) Indeed. Who's to say? I would like to just take a quick moment to hop up on my soapbox. Uh Uh-huh. And let everyone know that currently the Taylor Swift fandom is in a state of civil war, as they have been always for eternity. But 
Travis Kelsey rumors are the latest battleground in that conflict. Yeah. The Gaylers and the Hetlers have been fighting over it. And I just want to say the whole thing reeks of bi erasure. Mm-hmm. If Taylor and Travis are dating, that would not necessarily mean that either side is correct in their view. It's 2023. Bisexual people exist. Pansexual people exist. Settle down. Settle down. The Gaylers, their position is the rumors are obviously rumors because Taylor's gay. Therefore, she wouldn't date Travis Kelsey. The Hetler's position is, haha, Gaylers, see, we told you. She's dating she's a man like she always does because she's straight. And it's like, mm. not necessarily. Yeah. First off, we have no confirmation either way. And second of all, it wouldn't prove anything other than she was dating Travis Kelsey if she was. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that if. Taylor falls on the LGBTQ spectrum. <laughs> she's definitely in the bi-pan range, I don't, however she identifies. But I've always just assumed that, like, if she is gay, she's bi. Could well be. Could well be. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we never deserve to. Who's to say? I don't think we do. <laughs> yep. Let people live their lives. Don't use them as a proxy. Yeah. Yeah. She can come out or she can not come out. She can live her life exactly how she is for the rest of her life. Indeed. Just listen to the music, enjoy it if you like it, and then interpret it how you want to. That's it. Next up, Taylor Swift is saving American democracy. Again. Again. She posted on Instagram on National Voter Registration Day, encouraging Swifties to register and 35,000 new voters took her up on that. We share Taylor's sentiment here on Cowboys Like Us. Voting is important. Don't miss your chance to have your voice heard. Register to vote. Don't take this wrong because, like, I appreciated her getting people active and voting. But why does it take Taylor Swift to tell you that you need to vote to make you be like, okay, fine, I'll vote? Because sometimes, you know, people do what celebrities tell them to do. It's a commentary on, on our culture and where we are as a society. And it says a lot about <laughs> nothing good. It says nothing good. Nothing good. So, yeah. yeah probably but, best not to think about it too much. Yeah. We as a podcast 100% agree with Taylor that you should vote. Mostly because all of these old farts <laughs> in government, the only way we're going to get rid of them or overrule them is if younger people get out and vote. That's right. Yep. You've got the ability. You just got to go do it. Another thing that Taylor is saving is the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> I don't, should we thank her for that one? <laughs> Depends on your stance on the beverage. It has been Taylor's recent cocktail of choice. When she's been spotted out and about in New York, the drink emerged back in the late 80s and was made popular in the 90s by Sex in the City. And just an FYI for any newly 21 year olds or you know youngins who are going out to the bar, if you order a Cosmo, a bartender is probably going to huff and roll their eyes at you and then begrudgingly make it. <laughs> or tell you they don't have the, the stuff to make it just so they don't have to. Indeed. But for some years, the Cosmo has been on the decline since Sex in the City ended, but no longer. Add it to the list of things Taylor has saved, <laughs> along with American democracy, the American economy, and a bunch of stuff that I already forgot about. Just so, the world in general. That's right. Taylor okay. Swift is Captain Planet in her spare time. I don't know how to prove it, but Taylor Swift's music is probably repairing the ozone. 
And I stand behind that statement. <laughs> Based on the information we have at this podcast, we can neither confirm nor deny, but it seems likely. I said probably. <laughs> yeah, it seems likely. I don't want to spread misinformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Friends, Taylor has them. Do you? No. <laughs> Taylor's been seen out in New York City with a lot of different uh, ladies, including Zoe Kravitz, Blake Lively, and Sophie Turner over the past week. The question has to be asked, is she trying to form a new girl squad, or are they trying to get this love quadrangle popping? Who's to say? Who's to say? I would give you, like, if there was, like, a triangle going with Zoe, Sophie, and Taylor. I don't think Blake Lively has the, like, time or energy for that. Blake and Ryan could be in there. It could be a five... They're busy people. A pentagon. A love pentagon. I mean, all of these people are busy people, but Blake and Ryan are very busy, and they have so many children that I don't feel like... I don't feel like they're experimenting with nothing. They ain't adding anything on top of that. But I'll give you Zoe Kravitz and Sophie Turner, especially as of recently. <laughs> to be determined. Do you have any other news you wanted to talk about? Mm, I'm sure I did, but my brain is fried. <laughs> All right, um, then. For now, then, let's move on to Turd Watch. Oof. It says. Yes, oof. Every single thing Taylor has on the charts dropped this week. That is a big oof. Taylor herself dropped to number two on the Billboard Artist 100 behind Mrs. Olivia Rodrigo. Still haven't listened to her album, but from what I've heard, that is deserved. I have listened to it a few times, and I will say it is a good record. I think there are too many slow jams on it. Mm. That's what happens when your first big song is a slow song. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we gotta get another one of them. Another slow, another yeah. slow jam yeah. out of you. I don't think she wants to do that. I think she wants to be Avril Lavigne. Let yeah. her do it. Let I've do only it. heard the singles. And those are cool. But from, like, everybody else's reviews of the album, it seems pretty good. Indeed. On the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, Cruel Summer dropped one spot at number five. Anti-Hero dropped 11 spots to number 31. Karma with Ice Spice dropped 12 spots to number 36. Billboard Top 200 Albums, Midnight's down three spots to number eight. Lover down three spots to number 12. Speak Now TV down one to number 13. Folklore down three to 15. 1989 down four to 18. Reputation down three to number 20. Red TV down seven spots to number 28. Evermore down seven to number 37. And Fearless Taylor's version down 11 spots to number 61. Debut still out this week. All right. I guess it's time to go to Kimberly's Clown Corner. So. Kimberly's Clown Corner. This week's Clown Corner is going to be a little different because Kim's had a long week. <laughs> and she had opportunities to write any of this nonsense down, but she didn't. And now we're here. So we all know. That 1989 is coming out. It's all we're hearing about right now. So, recently, as of like over the last week or so, few days, since we've gotten the vault tracks, there have been some suspicious things happening. Oh. So, in this 1989 era, Taylor has been 
alternating her outfits, her color palette for her outfits. Hmm. So she'll go between wearing blue and wearing some sort of shade of black, white, gray. Now, we established on episode one, I believe, that I'm a man. Yeah. Do women think about things like that? Like what color they're wearing? Is that a thing y'all think of? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good to have that clarified. Moving on. Do you wake up in the morning and put on just the first pair of pants and shirt that you find? Well, the first clean ones, pretty much. But you don't go, oh, this shirt is black and these pants are poop brown. I should definitely wear these together. As you may know, I have a very narrow color palette of clothes I own. Most are red. Some are black. I have green and blue here and there. Yeah. Khakis. You know, yeah, nothing too exotic that would clash. Probably have seen your ass wear red and green together. Oh, um, I'm sure you have. Outside of Christmas. Anyway, yes, I can tell you that women or female identifying people tend to pay attention to the clothes that they wear. And especially one Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Mm. Her, her clothes mean a lot. I'll take your word for it, I guess. <laughs> there are a lot of Easter eggs hidden in her clothing. So... It has been very obvious that she's been going back and forth between a blue outfit and a black, gray, white outfit. With that in mind, most people have been like, this is just another tease at the fact that Reputation is the next album. We're in 1989, we're moving to Reputation immediately after, and that's why we keep going back and forth. Makes sense. That's also why, like, at the VMAs, she wore a black dress with, like, buttons down it. And everybody everybody was like, oh, reputation. And then for the after party, she put on this, like, all denim dress, mini dress. Interesting. So covering that blue and the black. So everybody does the puzzles, unlocks the vault. The website starts having a glitch. Mm-hmm. When you go on to Taylor's website, the 1989 is like at the top and it goes from the 1989 colors and it glitches to black. Okay. And then it goes back to the color. Mm. It's like black and white because the 1989 is still there, but it's in white, but it's in white on the blue too. So the whole background just goes black. Okay. So again, everybody's like glitch. It's black. It's reputation. It's pointing at reputation. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a few little things that I do think point to some sort of reputation something coming. Maybe an announcement, something like that. So we'll go over that now, and then we'll move on to the rest of the clownery. Around the time that we got the vaults, we also got the, once we knew the vault tracks, we got the back covers of the albums mm-hmm. or the vinyls. And on that day that drop of the back covers and and all of that jazz people noticed that the 1989 where it says taylor's version underneath the s in taylor's taylor apostrophe s Mm -hmm. is a very normal s nothing weird to notice about it interesting you'd bring it up then yes but in version there is also an s and the S looks completely different than the S after Taylor because it has a little snake head at the end of it. Oh boy. Also, the I that is supposed to be inversion is not your 
traditional eye of like a dash and a dot or just a singular dash, it has a little flick at the top. Like maybe it's a number one. Okay. Immediately followed by a zero or an O for version. We have V-E-R snake S number one O and then an N. So people think something is coming on November 10th to do with reputation. Could be. I think it could be. The announcement, like I said in the 112-day theory clown corner, which I found out today that Madeline did not pay any attention to, but whatever. (laughs) In their defense, that shit was long and confusing, and I hear numbers and my brain just goes off. So I also didn't listen to it, really. I I told Madeline, I was like, I understand. It was a lot, but we went over this <laughs> because of a conversation we were having today. But anyway, in the 112-day theory clown corner, we talked about how in order for her to stay on kind of the pattern that she's on right now, Mm-hmm. She would need to announce reputation to come out in February around the holidays. But because of the holidays and her birthday, I didn't really think she was going to announce it then. So maybe we're getting the rep announcement on November 10th. Maybe. But announced to be released in February. February 16th, specifically. <laughs> Could be. That's one theory. Everybody thinks that the black and white, or not everybody, but a lot of people think that the black and white patterns and the glitches and stuff point towards that. I do think that the title, the snake S, the one, the O, and the N could point to something relative to reputation. But I think that the I am of the team that thinks that the glitch and the black and white and all of the Easter eggs towards a double drop, which I think we've kind of talked about before, but I don't have all of those specifics down. Like I said, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here today for this clown quarter. (laughs) So we can talk about that a little more maybe next week, but everybody thinks, well, has thought many times now that we were going to get a double drop for any of the re-records or even like Midnight's, which we kind of got a double drop, but not really. But now I am of the team that thinks we're getting a double drop for 1989 and we are getting 1989 Taylor's version, which is the standard re-record album, the five vault tracks. And then we are getting additional album. That will be one of two things either the same standard album and vault tracks but every single track has a feature oh okay or it'll be like a selection of the standard album tracks a selection of the vault tracks that we know of and then some more vault tracks released on that album but again every single one has a feature because it's this is the first re-record to not have a single feature on it at all. And we know that at least Bad Blood like already had a remix feature that she'd want to Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Re-record so that she owned that as well. Indeed. Well, that would be exciting. We'll see see what happens. Yeah. So it'd basically be like 1989 and Friends. (laughs) 
And Madeline and I were speculating on who we thought could be on the album. So I thought I'd just might share with what, you know, what we thought yep. <laughs> would be fun. So obviously everybody wants Harry Styles <laughs> to feature on 1989. So if we get this additional black and white album to go with the color 1989 album that's all features, you know, maybe he could be on Style, maybe he could be on Out of the Woods, maybe. couple of options. I said that I thought it would be cool if she got somebody like Nicki Minaj or Wiz Khalifa to be on Welcome to New York. That could be cool. Sure. Neither one of them are from New York, but it's still could be cool. Stuff. Yeah, but they have like the vibe, <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> they have the vibe. I just think that song would be cool with like some sort of little like rap hip hop section. Put Jay-Z on it, you coward. He's the sure. king of New York. Sure. Why not? Why not? Wiz Khalifa just came to mind because he was one of the people she brought out on stage in the during the 1989 tour. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to have him on. I also thought it would be fun if she did like a girl gang feature on Slut! Exclamation point. <laughs> and had like Selena, like a like Dua Lipa, Doja Cat, like anybody big right now. Get Ariana Grande on there since she left Scooter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Demi. I assume if, if we do get 22 featured songs... Right? That's what it would be. 22 tracks, all with features. Ed Sheeran will be there somewhere. Just statistically, he's gonna. Maybe, and I mentioned that, but then I really wish I'd written them all down. Like, this is the part that I'm like, why wasn't I recording this? <laughs> um, Madeline and I came up with a person for each song that we, at least one person for each song that we thought would be good. And I mentioned him, but then we didn't actually end up assigning a song to him. Mm. So I think she could get around it. <laughs> we figured that absolutely Aaron Desner is going to be on a song somewhere. He doesn't sing, though. Well. The but, National, be honest. Sure, okay, yeah, the National. Be. And then we thought Jack, but I think she'd get the National on before Jack. What about Bonnie then? Madeline wants that. They want that collab to happen again, but. Maybe. But. My um, Chemical Romance. Oh. Why not? Madeline said that they think Fallout Boy should come back for Wonderland and feature on Wonderland. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I don't know why she picked that song necessarily, but I would be very down. I think it is the, just the kind of, yeah, vibe style of the song. Sure. I... I think Brendan Urie would be good on it because he's theatrical. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think... Swifties is Swifties have bullied him out of ever doing a song with Taylor again. He wasn't the problem on me. He wasn't. Okay, <laughs> that's what I said too. But Madeline has a different opinion. Madeline likes me as a song. I like it fine. But they had the controversial opinion the other day that the song may be better received, and I said the song is the problem. Brendan is not. <laughs> yeah. Brendan is not the problem. Brendan is not. No. Anyway, we've gone off track. But those are just some people we talked about. Basically, anybody who was at that album party that we talked about, I think it was last week. Yep. Again, Kendrick Lamar obviously would be on Bad Blood. But I also think that it would be a fun twist 
if Taylor had him featured on a different song and then did a new version of Bad Blood with like Sabrina Carpenter or somebody. Katy Perry. Oh, Katy Perry. Yeah, that'd be cool. I also thought it would be funny if she was able to bring Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo like together Ooh. in the girl group for slut. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be so wild. Olivia might be on one. Olivia might be on it. Maybe. We'll see. She this needs. album isn't happening, you guys. That's the main thing I want to say. This is total clownery pulled out of the ether. So it doesn't matter. Whoever you think, go ahead and put it in our on our social feeds. I would love to know. Who do you think? Oh my gosh, I totally loved it. Selena, obviously, is gonna... I think you mentioned her. In the girl group, but like she's also gonna feature on a song. And I think we decided that New Romantics would be the coolest, like in the most style equivalent to Selena's stuff for her to feature on. Maybe. Maybe. Um, also, this is happening, so don't even. I am taking a hard stance that we are getting <laughs> this additional album. And I'm sure there's all kinds of proof that I left out. And when I come across it, I will note it. And then we will revisit this section next week in Clown Corner and then also cover something else. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll create our uh, dream lineups if we're going to do that. That could be fun. Could be. Bring Madeline make, in. I was going to say, I can make Madeline Do write down game. all of the things that we talked about so that I don't forget them. <laughs> okay. Yep. Anyway, that's pretty much it. I think we're getting a double drop. I am of the, the team that thinks we're getting a double drop. And there are hints to reputation, but I don't think the black and white and the glitch and stuff. I think that's towards the second 1989 album. Because where are the features? Why no features on this one? Three re-records, all with a whole bunch of features and nothing on this one. Yes. Well, we will see. We will see. I think we're going to leave it there for now. So, thank you, Kimberly. And now it's time to get into song facts. Song facts. For the song of the week, which is Eyes Open. Originally released on Hunger Games, songs from District 12, back in March 2012. It was the soundtrack album for the first Hunger Games movie. The first three films of the four, well, there's going to be a fifth one soon, all got a soundtrack album. Taylor only featured on the first movie's soundtrack. Other artists featured on the album with her include Arcade Fire, Kid Cudi, The Decemberists, The Civil Wars, Maroon 5, and Miranda, the Fun Police Lambert. <laughs> also, let's dip back into Clown Corner just for two seconds. Oh, God. Taylor was <laughs> the only one who could get the Civil Wars back together to record Safe and Sound so that she had, or re-record Safe and Sound so she could have her own version. If she can get them back together, a divorced couple, couple <laughs> were they married? I don't think so. Oh, I thought they were. Okay, well, at least a broken up couple back together to record this song. She can get Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo in the recording studio to record Slut. <laughs> Maybe. Eyes Open was written by Taylor Swift, and the original version was produced by Taylor along with Nathan Chapman. Taylor's version was produced by Taylor Christopher Rowe and a new name for the pod, Mr. Paul Merkovich. 
Mr. Murgovich is a keyboard player and a band leader. He's played with or for a variety of artists going back to the 80s. He's currently the music director for NBC's The Voice. Fun. Indeed. He's one of those power behind the, the scenes yeah. doing big things. Chart info for Eyes Open, the original made it up to number 19 on the Hot 100, while Taylor's version barely missed out and was at 109, so bubbling under. Yeah. Yeah. The original version was certified platinum for over 1 million single sales in the U.S., and it also won Choice Single by a Female Artist at the 2012 Teen Choice Awards. She got a surfboard. User. <laughs> what has Taylor said about this song? Quote, I fell in love with the Hunger Games, fell in love with the themes running through it, and fell in love with Katniss. I wrote Eyes Open about Katniss' relationship with the Capitol. It basically serves as a warning for her not to trust anyone. In many ways, the opposite of safe and sound. Eyes Open is more frantic and fast-paced. A completely different shade of music. Indeed. The critics were overall very positive on it. Pop Crush said it had an accessible melody with a cautionary lyric about realizing the world isn't always such a perfect place. A separate state of mind said Eyes Open is a great addition to Taylor's repertoire. She shows her great songwriting abilities by the way she turns phrases and creates scenes in simple words making it seem effortless in the process. And Billboard said it was more in the modern rock vein than her usual country pop oeuvre. Oeuvre. What about the fans? Do they enjoy it? Our big boy Rob. <laughs> big boy Rob. <laughs> ranked it at number 127. <laughs> and R slash Taylor Swift is a big fan. They like the rock elements and want a full rock album bro same which if we get karma then maybe it will be maybe the album that justin doesn't believe in no comment <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the lyrics shall we we shall indeed first up just want to say obviously like taylor said the song is heavily influenced by the plot of hunger games hard to separate if you've seen the hunger games or read the books it's hard to separate the narrative from the song <laughs> indeed but i'm gonna try yeah but for anyone who's not seen it or read the book it is about a dystopian world in which every year 24 children randomly selected to fight to the death on television for the amusement of the aristocracy the main character katniss everdeen volunteers to compete in the place of her younger sister who was chosen in the lottery she has to use her wits, archery skills, and intense dog level to stay alive and win the Hunger Games. Despite that, I think this song can apply in a more universal way. And that is the perspective that I'm going to try to talk about it from. So, let's dive in. Verse number one. The tricky thing is yesterday we were just children, playing soldiers just pretending, dreaming dreams with happy endings in backyards, winning battles with our wooden swords. But now we've stepped into a cruel world where everybody stands and keeps score. It's wild how fast we all grow up. What even is time? One minute, you're a kid playing pretend, dreaming of all the great things you'll do. 
but then you're out in the real world and it's not what you thought. One of my best friends growing up, his dad had a wood shop. He made cabinets and things and he made us wooden swords with hilts and everything. And we used to play fight with them fun times, pretending we were in Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's true also that it often feels like everyone's watching, judging everything you do, that it's never good enough for them. In Katniss's case, of course, they are, but you don't need to be Katniss to feel that way. Everybody's just waiting for you to fail. Yep. Wait and find enjoyment in your failure. That's right. On to the chorus. Everybody's waiting for you to break down. Everybody's watching to see the fallout. Even when you're sleeping, sleep in. Keep your eye eyes, eyes open. open. <laughs> yep. Constant vigilance. Never relax. The world is your enemy. Yep. I think at times in our lives we've all felt that way. I have, for sure, and I bet money that Taylor has as well. I don't think it was hard to put herself into that mindset for this song. What we learn, though, is that the world can hate as much as they want and judge as much as they want. We don't need their approval or their permission to be ourselves and to do our own thing. Easier said than done. But I do think that the the lines, everybody's waiting for you to break down, everybody's watching to see the fallout. Mm -hmm. If that was in any other Taylor song, it would still make sense. Oh, for sure. Everybody is just waiting for her to slip up. Yeah, I don't think any of the lyrics in this song would be out of place. Just like if she'd released this song. Yeah. Just as a song. Yeah. yeah. Totally makes sense for her. Mm-hmm. Second what we verse. Know about her. So here you are. Two steps ahead and staying on guard. Every lesson forms a new scar. They never thought you'd make it this far. But turn around. They've surrounded you. It's a showdown. And nobody comes to save you now. But you got something they don't. Yeah, you got something they don't. And this is what I was talking about. The listener has been trying their best to protect themselves from the world, very careful, learning from past mistakes, constant vigilance, and yet they are attacked anyway. And no one comes to save them, but turns out no one needs to because everything they need has been within them the whole time. Or, in other words, you're on your own kid, you always have been. Yep. And here you still are. So, yeah, I think it's a positive message. You got something they don't. Which is that dog. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got it. Let's get into our thoughts. What about you? <laughs> Kimberly, how do you feel about it? I like this song. It is super relatable, but so is The Hunger Games. I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? Sure. Um, but I think you can separate. It, it is possible to separate this song from the narrative that we associate with it. And it still remains relevant. Mm-hmm. Most people can relate to this feeling like you're never going to be good enough and everybody wants you to fail. And I think yeah, it's pretty easy for Taylor to write overall, probably, because it's very similar to You're on Your Own Kid. <laughs> Indeed. Similar um, themes. Early days you're, you're on your own kid. But yeah, it's a good song. It's a vibe. Alright. For me, I love the drums. They're very clearly, you know, live drums, not a drum machine. I love the electric guitar in it, and I too would very much like a more quote-unquote rock album mm-hmm. from Taylor at some point. I think it would be interesting to hear her explore that that sound more. And I think Eyes Open feels very big, 
an anthemic cinematic quality soundtrack mm-hmm. song like I want for a soundtrack song you know yeah. I feel like if you heard that you know over the credits or whatever in the theater it would be badass so mm-hmm. I like that about it yeah just a quality song just a quality song I'm a fan I prefer it over Safe and Sound the other oh me too for sure the other soundtrack soundtrack song that Taylor made for the Hunger Games Safe and Sound is also good but this one has like replayability mm-hmm. that I don't feel like Safe and Sound totally does indeed like you listen to Safe and Sound once every now and then but this song you could listen to like multiple times and not really get tired of it indeed let's get to the ratings for any new listeners, we rate every song on a 1 to 10 scale. 1 is very bad, 10 is very good, 5 is very mid. Kimberly, how do you rate Eyes Open? I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. It's better than mid, for sure. Some might say two steps higher than mid. <laughs> <laughs> on a very scientific and yes. closely calibrated scale. Yeah. I think it's a very good song. Sometimes I kind of forget about it. Because it's not truly on one of Taylor's albums. It now their re-record has been like associated with red just for a placeholder in Spotify because there's not, you know, a remake of the Hunger Games movie. Right, right. But yeah, I kinda of forget about it. But when I do listen to it, I'm like, damn, this is a good song. Yeah. I I'm gonna give it an eight because I really like it a lot. It was one of the first Taylor songs that just really got stuck in my head. I listened to it a bunch Mm -hmm. because it was 2012. So that was around the time that uh, Red was already out by then, I believe. And 1989 was coming soon. But it was just, it was teasing. Yep. It was definitely part of the, part of my journey. Swifty Awakening. Toward being a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Yep. And so I have very fond memories of it. And I still like it. It still holds up. Swift Awakening. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Indeed. So, it's an 8 for me, a 7 for Kimberly. If you'd like to tell us what you rate it, you can vote in the poll in our Spotify episode description or by our social meds. We are on X and Instagram and threads. At CBLU underscore podcast. Yes. If you don't follow us on those, you should. Why not now? Yesterday, you said tomorrow. Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) What is our next song going to be, Kimberly? Our next song is going to be a controversial one. Divisive. Oh, vigilante shit. (laughs) From Midnight. Indeed. Join us, won't you, as we get into that. Do you have anything else for this week? before we get out of here. I don't think so. All right, then. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Follow us on the social meets, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cowboys Like Us. Follow us on Instagram, Threads, and X at CBLU underscore podcast. Email us directly at cowboysliceuspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes every Monday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all come back now, you hear?